Showtime, everybody. <clears throat> Was this microphone on the whole time? 
Oh my, hello, uh, everybody, how you doing? Welcome, it is the Downright Sports Radio Show, the podcast, and it is the 1st of March, wow, it's the 1st of March, time is rolling, kids, and um, if this is the first time you ever listen to the podcast, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, hey, leave a comment. Hit the like button. And if you're listening on SoundCloud or uh, Google Play, just hit the like button. And I believe you can inbox and leave a comment. Cool, cool. QQ. Um, if you the good show uh, today, I think the topics are good. This is a rough week to try to pick topics. I know probably some of you are like, well, you ever pay attention. The NFL Combine's going on. You don't want to talk about uh, Justin Jefferson's uh, 40 and what he can bench? No, I honestly got don't. Because I don't care. I really don't. Eh. That'd be if, you know, you know what the NFL combine is? It's uh, glorified interviews. Imagine if somebody went with you to your job interview and um, it, and listened to you, be, it recorded you being interviewed. Can you imagine that? Like, you're going to interview for, like, Kinko's or whatever job. You're going to be a lawyer. You know, whatever you need. Wherever you can get interviewed, all right? Just go with me. And, you know, there's a camera there. Mel Kuyper Jr.'s there. Mel Kuyper's like, you know, his 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 paper filing is pretty impressive. But as far as, you know, his, the well, how well he stands in the middle of the floor while he waits for a customer to come in, you know, that's the that's the make a break. You know, that's the make a break. Like, that's pretty much what that is. You know, give ESPN all the credit in the world because this is ESPN's doing. You know, we're going to record the combo line. Oh, that should be fun. Yeah, and you just got to be a true football junkie. Like, I know there's guys out there, and I knew there's guys out there, because I did it in college. You know, you're in college, you ain't got nothing else to do. But I know there's guys that's, like, got their, their, their paperwork, and they're doing their scouting report. Now, if you got a show, and football's your thing, rock with it, kid. You're a normal guy who works a nine to five. You got four kids. Your wife's in the room just like contemplating whether or not she wants to come back and talk to you anymore because you're filling out your combine chart for nothing and no one. I'm going to help you out. Stop today. Stop. No more mock combines. Okay. Unless you're starting your own show. Or you work for NFL, and NFL, ESPN, Fox, CBS, NBC. Those uh, those are the networks that cover it. All right, so cut it out. Just play a video game or Clash of Clans or something. Do something more productive with your life. Build Legos with your four kids. How dare you? Just a deadbeat. Four kids just in the room, sitting there, just going crazy. <laughs> um, the NBA. Is popping off. I love talking about the NBA because the NBA is the gift that keeps on giving. If you think the NFL has compelling storylines that they make up every week, the NBA doesn't have to make up their storylines. The season's long enough where the storylines just develop itself. Um, you got, you have the battle of. I didn't pick you, you didn't pick me. You got the old playoff, you know, being the old playground uh, beef. You have the battle of the the great 
veteran and the young buck who's on the way up. Um, you have uh, battles all over the place. You have inner team battles. It just, the NBA is just it's just a wonderful, wonderful delight. You know, you just it's just so awesome. Player basketball players just give you so much. You know, they just give you so much. And I noticed I was watching. I don't know if it was yesterday or it was Saturday or Friday. And I'm sitting and I'm taking a look and. <clears throat> I know at the All-Star, when they did the All-Star game and they were making picks, Giannis Kupo didn't pick the Greek Freak, for those of you, did not pick James Harden because he said he wanted somebody that's going to pass him the ball. Was he wrong? <laughs> now, James Harden was interviewed for some strange reason. Who knows why? And during his interview, he was like, I don't know how Giannis is just going to talk crap about me when I'm a guard. It takes skill for what I do. He just dunks. If I could just dunk on everybody, I'll just dunk on everybody. James, you made yourself look like an idiot. And I love when James Harden makes himself look like an idiot because he does it easily. He He's the gift that keeps on giving. That's who he is. That's what he does. He just, he he he's such an adorable little guy. This guy was one of the most beloved basketball players when the Thunder traded him. The Thunder made a stupid decision, and instead of giving coming up off that bread and paying this guy, they let him go. Let me, let me stay on the Thunder for a second. This franchise once was held like one of the best franchises. This franchise is one of the stupidest franchises. You had three potential Hall of Famers. You had three MVPs on your team, and you let each one of them go, and you got nothing for them. You let James Harden go because you didn't want to pay him. You let Kevin Gard- Kevin Durant go because he had a beef with Russell Westbrook, and you decided, I guess, to either side with Russell or whatever the case. Like You didn't do what you needed to do to keep maybe the number two best player in the league, and then you let Russell go for nothing. Oh, not to mention he let Paul George go because he wanted to go play with his buddy. The Thunder need to be the Thunder need to be a a, a, a G League team and get stamped with just dummy. For now on, I'm gonna find a show where I'm just gonna stamp certain teams with the word dummy. And guess what? You are that team for me today, Thunder. You are you are the dummy team. If I get a sound effect machine in here, I had a stamp. I'm just dummy that's what you are in any case let's get back to James Harden dummy number two who pretty much um is basically saying because Giannis is seven feet tall and can dunk and make his life easy is some easy gift there's a lot of guys that can dunk but they don't do what Giannis does they don't put up 30 points in like eight in seven games they don't put their team at number one in the entire league they don't win MVPs there's a lot of dunkers out there but it takes skill this guy went from being drafted 15th with no hope and if I'm not mistaken his very first season he averaged seven points a game let me say it again he averaged seven points a game and then he became one of the top five best players in the league because of his ability to listen and learn. He distribute now to give James Harden some credit, he did lead the league in assists one year. But you're bound to lead the league in assists every now and you you're bound to do something, you know, uh, once in a while. Now, out of those assists, how many of that led to something productive? 
You get what I'm saying? Out of you averaging 40 points a game. Now, what if you averaged 25 points a game and then maybe you averaged 15 assists because you know you could distribute the ball better, but now your team is more involved, and now when you get to the playoffs, teams don't have to double-team or triple-team you, leaving the other guys open, the other guys don't develop a rhythm, and then in the playoffs, you look like a dummy. Yeah, you look like a dummy. A guy who, when he played Golden State the first time, was on the ground looking for his mouthpiece because he crossed himself up. Or a, a team who had Golden State up three games to one and lost it. You've been in the league for a while now, buddy. And what have you done when Giannis is picked to go to the finals this year again? He's the favorite to go again, while you, sir, may or may not make the sixth seed. So who's got the skill and who doesn't? If you take James Harden off the Rockets and you leave Russell Westbrook, the Rockets still make the playoffs. You take Giannis off the Bucks. The Bucks are the New York Knicks. You don't believe me? Go look at the facts. I can guarantee that. And anybody that disagrees, I should have recorded this one on Instagram or Facebook. Anybody that disagrees with me, guess what? You know what you are? You are a dummy too. That's what you are. You are a dummy. Every time I say it, I'm a clap because I don't have the sound effect. But. You know, the James Harden in, in the steely words from Stephen A. Smith was disrespectful in the sense that, you know, um, he wanted to say Giannis ain't got no skill. Giannis was poking fun at you because it's, you know, it's just like when Kobe used to play. People used to say Kobe passed the ball. Kobe didn't take it as an insult. He took it as a compliment. You damn right I don't want to pass the ball. Who's going to score better than me? And that's what you should have did, James. But let me move. I'm going to move on in a second. But today's, not today's. Yesterday's NBA players are way too sensitive. The LeBrons, the James Hardens, the Chris Pauls, the D Wades. All these guys are sensitive. All these guys, their feelings are so fragile. I'm looking at ESPN and I got to see that D Wade's got this doc. The guy retired last year. We're already like looking back at his career like he died yesterday or he been retired for 10 years. Michael Jordan's been retired almost. 20, 30 years, and we are just getting our first Jordan documentary this summer that I can't wait for. Like, D. Wade was never a league MVP. He's got three NBA Finals championships, but one of them he was the MVP for. The other two, LeBron basically gave him those, and then after that he became a journeyman. I don't know how too many journeymen that deserve a, 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 a two-day documentary. Like, we already know the story. We know, we you know, he came from unfortunate backgrounds. He grew up in Chicago. Da, 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 da. There's like 100 guys that have gone through that. Are we giving them all their documentaries? Like, enough. Enough. Bruh, you're retired. You work for TNT. Enjoy your retirement and shut up. <laughs> and shut up. Like, you're, like or if you want to inspire people, just be a mentor quietly. Shaq, retired. Ain't no documentaries. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Tim Duncan, retired. Ain't no documentaries. Tim Duncan's mom died when he was a kid. The guy was supposed to be a swimmer. He became one of the greatest basketball players of all time. No documentaries. Charles Barkley, no documentaries. Magic Johnson. (laughs) Okay, he's got a few. (laughs) But he, he probably deserved them. Larry Bird, zero. Come on, man. Enough. I'm tired. I, like, I'm burned. I used to love D-Wade. 
Love D-Way. I thought D-Way was that guy when I first saw him. When I first saw D-Way burst on the scene, I was like, yo, he's it. Like, yo, but he played so hard. He had that AI motor, but he just couldn't stay healthy. You know what I mean? So he didn't get to dominate the years he wanted to. So that's what happened. But enough. You know what I'm saying? Enough's enough. Enough. Now, uh, today, if you care, uh, uh, ABC's game of the day is going to be the Lakers versus uh, the Pelicans. They played earlier this week where um, I think they played on Tuesday. First time ever uh, um, Zion took on LeBron. These two guys, if Zion Zion stays in his lane, Zion will be the best player in the game, hands down. He is a different character. He has that I don't care mentality. He has that um, I'm just a work. He has that true workhorse mentality. He's got that uh, young Sean Kemp, Charles Barkley. Alonzo uh, Mourning ability to just go after the ball, but what he has with that is the explosiveness to just dominate and take over the game. Look how much better the Pelicans have become with him on the court. Like, that's the difference. Like, if you were to, t- if you would have told the Pelicans, like, this is your best outcome, they would have said, holy crap, I'd have taken this a thousand times. You get, you know, like that's how impactful this young man is. He may be the next thing that we've seen, like LeBron was to a team. Every team LeBron left, (laughs) he scorched it. The team was not better off without him. Like that's just a fact. And and Zion could potentially be that type of player. That type of player that. you're going to need this young man. And if I'm the Pelicans and I'm the ownership of the Pelicans, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the rest of the, looking at the rest of the season. And I'm saying, if we don't have a real, like what's our chance? We make the playoffs for what? Get one more money day. We're going to play the Lakers in the first round and they're going to, they're going to just kick our butt off the court. Or let's do this. Zion, you look fantastic, buddy. But you know what? I think there's something wrong with you. Come over here and have a seat. Let this body heal up. Let's let's tone it up a little bit because you are a strong young man. And we're going to redshirt you. And we're going to let you sit for the rest of the year. And then you're not playing in the summer league. You can forget that. You're going to be in the gym. I'm put you with the best shooters we've ever seen. And when you come back next year, you'll be like the Greek freak. Like your, your jump shot will be developed. Your game will be a little more polished and we're going to throw some more tweaks in there so when they the next season comes around that um teams are not going to uh going to predict what you do so well but I'm taking Giannis I'm sitting for the rest of the year no more play we don't need to make we ain't made the playoffs in the last few years so what the hell we need to make it for this year let his butt sit let him relax and we'll move on and we'll come back next year stronger and better. And I, you know what's crazy about that? I'm going to bring back Lonzo Ball because I think he 
in 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 Zion. That's a good pair. And I'm going to bring back uh, Brandon Ingram. I'm going to keep the same unit, young group of guys, and we're going to add a couple vets here and there. And we're just going to, next year, we're going for it. We're going for the fifth seed at least. That's what I'm thinking if I was the GM of the Pelicans. I like playing GMs because I, I don't really affect anything. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, today's show, you've already heard to kick the show off the average white band with a little work to do. I think that's a better version, even though the Isley Brothers version is starting to weigh on, starting to grow on me a little bit more. Um, I'm gonna have a little Billy Joel, a little Curtis Mayfield, a little Christopher Williams for those of you that uh, used to watch um, 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 some movie. I can't think of it. What's the damn movie? New Jack City. Sorry. So yeah, um, we're gonna have all that today, and then uh, we'll be right back. We'll have, uh, this is uh, Downright Sports Radio, you know, the podcast. takes 30 seconds to put on the coat. That's all, Allie. Bye-bye. What coat? I don't know. It's just coat. You guys are getting the inside uh, sound of how I tell Allie goodbye. Yeah. She closes the door, and she's leaving. We're on the East Coast, if you listen on the West Coast, and it is cold in the month. But but it's cold outside. Bye. See ya. Um, Alright, so... That was fun. All right. Uh, I'm still going to talk about the NFL, but not the combine, kids. No, no, no. We're going to talk about the joke of a union that the NFL players have put together. Back in the 60s, late 60s, baseball players were sick and tired of being told when when they could leave a team. A union was formed, and uh, the union rep at the time, I can't think of his name right now, Mills, Miller, something Miller. Frank Miller, something Miller, he put together one of the greatest 
unions in all of America. Now, I'm not I don't give you opinion I don't give you like political stuff on here and I'm not today. So however you feel about unions, that's your opinion, rock with it, all right? You do you cuz they're not for everybody. That's a fact. But I'm here to tell you for the for if you're a baseball player or you're an NBA player, it's a damn good union. All right? But nothing in no union is stronger than the baseball union cuz from the day a player enters the league and they're in that union, they're in a brotherhood. A brotherhood that sticks together and they make sure they stick together and they make sure that nothing gets done without any type of unity. Their union is so strong that the commissioner cannot just do any. The commissioner just can't suspend a player without cause. And if he's suspended, he's got he he basically can file a grievance or he could file a petition and he could keep playing until like, I heard there was one guy got suspended and he played like 30 more games before his suspension actually came in and the suspension was reduced. In the NFL, you're suspended, you're suspended. Because in the NFL, the commissioner is law and the commissioner is king. And the reason for that is because the NFL union and the NFL players are so divided. Now that starts from the very beginning when um, that starts from when uh, uh, coaches at different levels uh, try to separate the players. You play offense, he plays defense. He's an O-line, you're a D-line. He's a um, kicker and you're a quarterback. Basically putting a divide in the players and making the players feel like there is a class system. Baseball, there's no class system. You pitch, so what? If in baseball, the idea is the best player. We want him to get paid because once he sets that 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 bar at the payment, once he sets that bar, then you know what happens. It's trickle down. You can't pay them less. The first guy that started making twenty million, now anybody that's in that ballpark has to make twenty million, and then you just go down from there. Nobody's supposed to make less than a certain. You know what I'm saying? You know, you get what I'm saying. Football. The conversation on the table as the new collective bargain agreement is going is a ten years of peace for the two sides, players and owners. Owners in the league want 17 games, which is a stupid number to begin with, and players want more money, and players want more health insurance, and players want uh, – and this is stuff they deserve. They're afraid that if they step – some players, not all, are afraid if they step up that they will not receive this stuff. The problem is the players who have spoken out have, and the players who – are like just give us whatever don't have they're the haves and the have nots with the nfl with the the players union rep who apparently is not very popular needs to do is call a meeting have every player sit down and he needs to unify these players and he needs to see what they would you know and honestly the older players with the money need to really talk to the younger players and go, look, man, you could get here too. Because in the NBA, that's how it went down. Now, in the NBA, players make money, but not everybody makes that kind of You know, everybody don't make what James Harden makes. Everybody don't make what LeBron makes. But 
they went with the leadership of LeBron and those guys until they got what they wanted. And the damn NBA, these guys practically um, make 50%. It's it's almost half and half. It's almost 50-50. If it ain't, it's close. NFL is more like uh, uh, 47-something. You know, I think they get like 47%, which is more than they ever gotten before. But with me, if I'm an NFL player and we're negotiating me having better health care and long-term health insurance, and you got and that's the topic. Like, if you're a player, you need to straight up and just stand there and be like, nah, dude, this is not negotiable. Like, here's what's not negotiable, that I have to get better health insurance. Like, I'm not negotiating that. Like, that's a non-negotiable. Like, we're not negotiating that. I'm not negotiating that you're going to raise our pay. You know what I'm saying? We're not. That's, that's, you call it what you want. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Everything else, we can negotiate. But when it comes to my paper and when it comes to my health care, we ain't, we ain't going there. And that's what, that's where the, the leader of the union is supposed to do. But unfortunately, I don't feel like he's not. Now, when he first came aboard, he was talking a good game. But everybody's like, oh, we got to think about the, you know, the guys with the money got to think about the young guys. Okay, so here's the kicker. You think Aaron Rodgers wants to play another 17 games? You think um, uh, J.J. Watt, who could barely play any games, wants to throw another, tackle another 17 plus three preseason games that you don't need because you run scrimmages anyway? Nah, son. College football ain't got no preseason games. They seem to do very well. You know what I'm saying? In college football, they don't play more than what they have. They don't play more than the 12 games they got. And guess what? People clamor for it more. They're drooling for it. The NFL union, the players' union, needs a strong representation. And it's it, and, and unfortunately, you, got, you have offensive linemen and defensive linemen and other position players that don't make the kind of money Aaron Rodgers and Russell Westbrook make. And don't think owners don't do that crap on purpose. Let me get this guy all the paper, and I ain't going to pay nobody else. So when it comes to negotiation time and this dude speaks up, he ain't got no clout because you know what? His table is always full. But me, I got to beg to eat. So whatever they offer me, I'm just going to take. You feel me? And that's where... That, and it's no different than regular society. You know what I'm saying? That's no different than, you know, you walking down the street and this person whose life is a little bit better. Yeah, they may be, you know, let's save the environment. Let's let's do what's better for nature. Let's do what's better for whites, blacks, Hispanics, men, women, gay, straight. Let's do what's better for them. But the average Joe that's got to punch a clock, work 20 hours, and only make... Uh, $600, you know what I'm saying? You you don't work 13-hour shifts. You're bringing home a paycheck less than $1,000. You can't afford a car. No, you can't afford your rent. You can't afford to feed your kids. You know what I'm saying? You can't buy no new clothes. You don't give a rat's behind about the environment. You don't give a rat's behind about someone not getting equal pay because you ain't getting paid. You know what I'm saying? So that's where... The divide is if everybody's on the equal playing field, if everybody's at an equal mindset, whether, you know, you got or you don't, then we all get to eat. But 
the you know <clears throat> the top of the crown ain't never going to let that happen. I can guarantee that. NFL owners ain't aren't rich for no reason. Them, the NFL owners, now we call some of them stupid, but as far as how they got their paper, are some of the smartest people when it comes to how to keep that paper. The NFL is a billion, with a B, a billion plus dollar industry, and it only gets bigger and they only make more money. And yet they find ways not to pay that money. They find ways to keep that money in their pocket. If the NFL decided tomorrow we're going to give every player lifetime health insurance, the top-tier health insurance, that by itself is enough of a negotiation tool to get what you want. Because that's what all the play, that's what a lot of players want. It's just the ability to have health insurance the rest of their life. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't talking about like you gotta go to a free clinic. I'm talking real state of the art health insurance. That's where you start, fellas. You fight for stuff. See, that's where baseball players that they fought for their pensions. They fought for insurance. They fought for a lot of stuff. They don't fight for today. They fight for tomorrow. NFL players are so trained about the today, worrying about what's in front of them. They don't think of down the line. Because everybody, because I'm going to wrap this up. A few years ago when they were doing the collective bargaining agreement, they had the NFL owners against the wall. The, 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 the fans was on the player's side, and the owners were looking like some scrubs. And I would never forget, it was Chad Johnson or A.K.A. Chad Ochoacinco who came out. He was one of the faces of the league. He was one of the top guys. And he comes out, he's like, yeah, I just want to play. I don't care. I just want to play. That's all the soundbite ownership needs. And that there is your divide in your union. The first, with NFL play, with the first thing that NFL players you need to do is find uh, their backbone. They need to find who's got their back, and they need a real voice. Somebody that goes to Roger Goodell and tells them to kick rocks. This is how it's going down. And then you can lock us out all you want. You can go get your, your scrub players. But guess what? You may think fans come for the names on the furniture, but you think and you think people don't want to see Aaron Rodgers? You think people don't want to see Russell Westbrook? I mean, Russell Wilson? You think people don't want to see Patrick Mahomes? You think people don't want to see these names? Imagine they don't show up. And not to mention, you think the average fan is going to want to watch a sloppy game by some bum scrubs you can put together in 30 minutes? Yeah, that shit sounds cool in the beginning. Go a whole go a whole season with it, and let's see how it rocks. I can promise you how it's going to turn out. And not to mention, now if you're an NFL player, guess what leverage you got? You got the XFL. Because the XFL kids, you could go play there. You may not get the same paper, but you go to the XFL now, and you can stick it to the NFL if you want to. Imagine Patrick Mahomes showing up at an XFL game tomorrow. <coughs> imagine that. Imagine um, uh, uh, um, uh, um, a, a J.J. Watt playing on an XFL team. Imagine um, who's the running back, the uh, the running back for the Dallas Cowboys, um, Ezekiel Elliott at the XFL. Then you have leverage. I'm gonna wrap this up real quick. If you look at ooh, I got knocked out. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. If you look at wrestling, look at wrestling for a second. When players can't, when wrestlers can't stand what Vince McMahon is doing, they wait for their contract to be up and they go to another company. And they become a bigger name and they become a bigger headache for Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon hates it when he goes to a city and somebody chants CM Punk. Somebody chants uh, 
John Moxley, somebody chants uh, 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 Chris Jericho, guys who ain't there anymore, guys who are on another channel competing with him. Imagine that. But, you know, NFL players don't think like that because they're trained to not think. Only worry about what the playbook tells you and what your coach tells you and what the whistle tells you. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Either the NFL union needs to disband and the NFL goes to, like, uh, what my company does, I'm not going to say, but, like, you know, here's your salary. Every year we'll see your... We'll evaluate your performance, and you get a bonus, you know, and that's pretty much it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and I think that, you know, that's where they might as well go, because they're not getting, because the union itself ain't doing nothing, and the players don't care, you know what I'm saying, half of them don't even understand, because most of them can't read, so what's the, you know, what's the point, anyway, we're gonna wrap the show, we're gonna be right back, uh, this next one will be quick, um, coming up next, a little Curtis Mayfield, uh, for you, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take it way back. All right, uh, Downright Sports Radio, everybody. wrap this thing hey real quick thank you all for listening again if you're listening on apple podcast you'll leave a comment say i like it blah 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 blah, blah. if you listen on google play or uh soundcloud just uh hit the like button and keep it moving you feel me all right college basketball is getting ready to wrap up we are in march so you know what that means ladies and gentlemen march madness and um the thing about it is we are in the weirdness of uh, college year. I'm not going to go through the standings because I'm just, you know, I ranted too long in the last two segments. But 
I'm looking at the game, and I, I haven't watched many games. I've, I've seen some, and I'm they need to they need to change the one and done. It, 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 it's over. The one and done is done. The bubbles pop because this year versus any year is proven that you can recruit a what you think is a group a good crop of kids, and you find that they can't play. This year's class that thinks they're going to the league doesn't need to go to the league. They need to stick their behind in college. They don't have the, you know what I'm saying? Maybe there's one, but for the most part, nah, kid. You don't have it, and you need to stay in school. Like, it ain't, this ain't the year for you. You feel me? I came up with a solution for college basketball in the NBA. Here's what you do. You have the one-year but, all right? You can call it what you want, but I'm calling it the one-year but. You're a kid, you're in college, you think you got MBA aspirations, and you finish out the school year, you get to sit down, you sit down with an agent, you go to the MBA com- you go to the MBA combine, and you have the MBA draft is in June, late June. The NBA needs to start the combine in May. The playoffs is going on. With, you know, what are we? Just do it in May. You know what I'm saying? May comes around, and you work these players out, and you basically, like an interview, tell, you know, straight up, like, I don't think, you know, you see where your stock is. If you're stocking where you think you can be, then you go back to school. But here's the kick if you go back, you got to stay for three years. <sighs> wow. I know, right? Gotta stay three. No matter what, you gotta stay three. Three and done. You can't leave, none of that. You gotta stay for three. If you leave, you gotta pay your scholarship back. So if you wanna, oh, just go play overseas. Fair enough. You gotta pay your scholarship back. This will ensure that college basketball now will get familiar faces. So now as a college basketball fan, you get to learn the players again, number one. You get to, and then from a, from, and there's never in the history of the game of basketball been worse for a kid to stay in college and like his game's not going to get better. If you're playing for, you're playing for Shoseki, you're playing for Calipari, you're playing for any uh, D1 college coach, he's going to make you better no matter what. Whether it's your jump shot. Now, some people say, well, the best trainers are in the NBA. But if you're, let's just, I'm going to be frank with you. If you're an NBA owner, why, is, why, why waste money and time and effort developing this player? Because if you are a small market team, Memphis, Milwaukee, um, um, Utah, You've been developing this player, so when he becomes a free agent, his ass can leave you. Like you, this is the com- this is what I'm talking about. Like in the last thing, people don't make sense anymore. Uh, get that? F- Ooh, sorry, somebody's about to get dunked on. Yo, this kid uh, that plays for for the the for, that plays for um for Memphis. Ooh, he tried to dunk on um Anthony Davis, and Anthony, you are a poster, young man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, that kid's going to be nice. Anyway, um, but the common sense thing is get that free labor. If college is going to get this kid ready for you, let him get ready down there. You know what I'm saying? Like all this, you know, how many guys are you using? How many guys have been drafted? And we're all training them, and he turned out to be squat. 
You know what I'm saying? People just don't think no more, man. They don't think. The college system's there. Use it. Simple as that. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been fun. Next week we'll be back, and then after that we're taking two weeks off. I'm going um, going to Vegas, and then after that I uh, just need a week off. <laughs> so from the Vegas trip, so we'll be back then. Uh, new Downright Sports on YouTube this Wednesday, so get ready for that. And then, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. It's been fun again. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Uh, Google Play and subscribe on SoundCloud, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Be safe out there and stay warm. Deuces.